Kings, you are listening to the Weekly Commentary by yours truly, Paul Cienfuegos. For the past few weeks, I've been visiting big cities and small towns in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa to lead my workshops on dismantling corporate rule and replacing it at least locally with a newly empowered citizenry, ready and able to define the future they want for their community and start to realize it through the community rights lawmaking. The final three days of my trip, I spent in Ashland, Wisconsin, on the south shore of Lake Superior. This absolutely enormous lake continues to be under assault these days from proposed corporate activities that could poison the rivers and creeks flowing into the lake. Recently, a very impressive alliance of native and non-native groups successfully stopped what would have been one of the largest iron mines ever proposed in the world. The biggest issue for the local residents is water, and how easily that water could be poisoned. Lake Superior Ojibwa communities harvest wild rice and fish from Lake Superior as a major source of their food and culture. All of the local communities draw their drinking water from the local rivers. Now that the proposed mine has been stopped, the next critical project to stop is a proposed CAFO, which is shorthand for Concentrated Animal Feeding Operation, better known as a factory farm. I led an introductory community rights workshop for a few dozen concerned citizens on this issue, and the group appeared to be ready to launch a local community rights ordinance to prohibit any corporate CAFOs from being placed here in Ashland County, Wisconsin. I traveled to northern Wisconsin with my colleague and friend Al Geddex, who has become one of the leading voices in the U.S. working to stop large corporate mining operations here and around the world. Alice Professor Emeritus at the University of Wisconsin La Crosse and has authored two books on this topic. Their titles are The New Resource Wars and Resource Rebels. I asked Al to tell me a bit about his anti-mining work and why he feels that a community rights approach is a worthwhile strategy to challenge what has become an endless parade of proposed corporate assaults on our human and wildland communities. Al, thanks for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I first got involved with the uh, Mole Lake Chippewa Tribe or Ojibwa Tribe in northern Wisconsin in 1976 when Exxon Minerals proposed a large-scale copper-zinc mine operation right next to their reservation and a mile upstream from their wild rice beds. Uh, the wild rice is a major source of their food, of their culture, and the proposed mine uh, would have released contaminants into the water, the stream that flowed from the mine site into the tribe's wild rice lake. So members of the tribal council approached me and asked me for help in stopping the mine. And when I began to organize uh, supporters and allies in the battle to stop this mine, uh, I I logically approached the state's environmental organizations, uh, and I was told in no uncertain terms uh, that they could not support a uh, a campaign to stop a mine because it was unrealistic, uh, it had little chance of winning, and furthermore, uh, that they had stood a better chance uh, of regulating the mine and creating laws that would minimize environmental pollution. Uh, when the tribe heard that message, they said, no thanks, we're going to go our own way, and I proceeded to organize uh, local community, uh, the surrounding communities around the, uh, the Indian reservation, uh, along with uh, potential allies in the sport fishing community and uh, some local grassroots environmental organizations. Um, And over the course of 28 years um, and four separate mine managements, 
there were increasing levels of opposition to that mining project. And one of the leading uh, uh, tools in opposing that mining project was the assertion of uh, sovereign treaty rights uh, by the Molake, Sakagan, Ojibwa tribe. Uh, these treaty rights derive from their status as sovereign nations um, and have been affirmed under provisions in both the Clean Water and the Clean Air Act. Um, and in 1995, uh, when they received authorization from the Environmental Protection Agency uh, to regulate water quality that flowed through their reservation from the mine site, uh, the state of Wisconsin immediately took measures uh, to, uh, to oppose the actions of the Environmental Protection Agency through a number of court cases that were supported by the mining companies. Um, and over the course of the next four years, uh, the tribe successfully fought off the attempts of the state of Wisconsin uh, to assert jurisdiction over their waters on their reservation, along with the support um, of the surrounding uh, non-Indian community um, and the people downstream on the Wolf River where the mine waste would have been discharged uh, from the Exxon uh, Crandon mine. Um, as a result of that unprecedented alliance between Indian tribes environmentalists and sport fishers, uh, the, the, uh, the, both the company and, the, the, first of all, the state lost the, uh, lost the clean, wa uh, clean water case uh, or the water rights case, um, and the company decided uh, that they could not successfully uh, get a mine permitted that would meet the requirements of uh, the Moleg tribe. And so the lesson I drew from this um, is that people ought not to expect the state to defend their rights uh, that the alternatives uh, are uh, the sovereign power of the community, and in this case, the sovereign power of an Indian tribe. So just a, a quick last question. You have had some involvement in the community rights movement. How do you see it as a possible future strategy for this sort of work in 20, 30 seconds? Uh, the communities that are now facing uh, frac sand mines uh, in uh, northern Wisconsin have exhausted all of the legal options for asserting control over uh, any kind of environmental impacts uh, from the mine. Uh, they have been rebuffed at the state and threatened with the withdrawal of any kind of local control. And so they are at the point where they either accept uh, the dangers and, and the hazards of these frac sand mines, um, or they take power into their own hands uh, by asserting their own regulations. Thank you. I wish we had lots more time to chat. Thanks for all that you do. If you want to learn more about Algetic's work, go to the Wisconsin Resources Protection Council at wrpc.net. You've been listening to the weekly commentary by yours truly, Paul Cienfuegos. You can hear future commentaries every Tuesday on the KBOO Evening News in Portland, Oregon, and on a growing number of other radio stations. I welcome your feedback. You can subscribe to my weekly podcast via iTunes or at communityrightspdx.org. You can follow me on Twitter at Cienfuegos Paul. You can sign up for my newsletter at paulcienfuegos.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are the people we've been waiting for.